Science without religion is lame, and religion without science is blind. Albert Einstein. Hey oh, flowers, growers, movers, and groovers, witches and bitches alike, it's the witch and her bitch here, coming at you from our self-proclaimed Blanket Fort Castle. We're so excited to announce that we're currently up on seven streaming services, including Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts, all thanks to the homies at Anchor.fm. If you haven't heard of Anchor, you should definitely check it out. It's a nice, neat little package where you can record, edit, and stream your podcast all from one site. I just wanted to touch on something a Sagittarian friend of mine has said to me regarding the authenticity of my podcast voice, and in all honesty, she makes a very valid point as my last few sets of podcasts have been super calm, cool, and collected, and it's generally because I'm recording at 3 o'clock in the morning, and usually I'd be a lot more bubbly had I had the time and a quiet household to record in at lunchtime, but you know, here I am and I'm still getting shit done, so I may seem a little more reserved than I am in normal human everyday life, but I mean, I'm still here, and so it's all just water under the fridge. Doing my best to cut the housekeeping short, as housekeeping has never been my forte, this podcast is to bring a little light about what I've learned whilst orbiting our father fire and to fuel a few thoughts around these things. The goal is to really bring up more questions as the old ones get answered. You ready? Allez! This first clump of episodes are dedicated to the chakra system, as I have a ridiculous amount of notes piling up on these ones. Be it physically on my table, in my many books scattered around, and generally just a whole lot of information, and some speculation floating around between my ears. Before we can get into your classic seven, and theoretically how to blast those open, there's a little bit of science I intend to shed some light on this topic before you just dismiss it as a subject of the woo and the mystics. So I'm diving in assuming that you all know that I'm no learning doctor, short and sweet, I'll leave it at that. I'm hoping that there's some semblance of bio 30 moving forward and uh, some understanding of basic human anatomy. Yes, anatomy, yes, biology, yes, this episode is titled The Science of the Chakras. Now, let's rewind to about 3000 BC. That's before Common Era. Before Christ existed, before Christ, a hell of a long time ago. Think of yourself as a healer. Yeah, not a doctor, because those weren't a thing yet. But a healer. You've been tasked with the job of learning more about the human body. How, you ask? Well, sure as shit, not WebMD. You stumble upon a human body, which is way more common than one can hope in this day and age, and your curiosity certainly did not kill this crazy cat, because it's already dead. For argument's sake, and curiosity's sake, you cut it open and learn the mysteries. You find a long cord connecting from the brainstem all the way down to the root of your spine. This thing connects everywhere, and I mean everywhere. It connects from your frontal lobe to your inner ears, nose, tongue, throat, heart, lungs, liver, spleen, kidneys, stomach, all the way down to your special bits. Barring in mind that theoretically we are in 3000 BCE and that I wasn't there in this lifetime, let's say for argument's sake this connection between this cord and all of its connections to the differing parts of your body were carved into a cave for later. Fast forward to this day and age, we call this cord the vagus nerve. Latin root vega, like vega bus, vega boys, vega bond. 
for wandering because it wanders everywhere in our body. It's responsible for our parasympathetic nervous system functions, as well as a variety of others. Touch, pain, temperature reception, taste and speaking, hearing. With our ability to orient our gaze to whatever is going on around us, it gives us the ability to provide empathy, intuition, our cognitive abilities, creativity, circulation, you name it. Nerves in themselves are responsible for carrying out electrical impulses, electricity just being another form of energy. One of the functions of the vagus nerve is the ability to remain breathing without thinking about it. Quite vital, one could say. Almost a vital life force. Vital energy? If you're following me with the thought process of prana, you deserve a prize. Yogic tradition of kundalini relate this nerve to the kundalini snake, which is a whole other point for another episode. However, equally as important here is the kundalini snake coils and crosses over the chakra points and can be linked to the pingala and ida energy lines of the body. 12,000 to 500 BCE, the concept of chakras appears in the Upanishads of the pre-classical yoga era. Why is this important? Because the nerve connects to every chakra point of the body. Doctors from this era have done extensive research into electrically stimulating the vagus nerve. However, there are ways to naturally stimulate it with quite possibly the exact same results, if not better. And in my firm belief of don't panic, it's organic, I'll touch on a few now. Essentially, naturally working with the vagus nerve consists of meditation, physical exercise, one may correlate asana, mantra or chanting, and pramyana or breathwork. Specifically on the pramyana note, the practice of Kriya Yoga has had studies that have shown very significant results as far as the natural methods of resting and digesting linked with the vagus nerve. 67% decrease in depression, 56% decrease in cortisol, 71% decrease in anxiety. Essentially, mindful breathwork is vital for your health, and really breathwork is everything, which is no surprise if you're following the yoga path. Quick shameless shout out as I record under this new moon in Pisces. I'm officially a graduate of Mina School of Yoga's 2020 200 hour yoga teacher training under the direction of my mama birds, Kate W. Mack, Jelaine Bedeau, and Steph Rizvi. I had such an incredible time <laughs> celebrating our ceremony last night for our graduation. My heart is still so, so full from last night's graduation ceremony, and I could not be more blessed to have spent those 200 hours with my birdies. It has absolutely completely changed the path that I was on to begin with, but obviously I chose to be there whether I knew it or not at the time, and I wouldn't have it any other way. I love everybody to the moon and back. So, that being said, I will now dive a little deeper into the energy side of things, now that we've covered the physical western side of the chakras. In order to master the avatar's state, you must open all the chakras. The word chakra is derived from the Sanskrit word, meaning wheel. The chakras sit within the pranomaya kosha, or the energy body, which is a concept equivalent to nerves in our body. There are approximately 72,000 nadis, though we will discuss three main ones being ida, the yin, pingala, the yang, 
and Shishuma, which is the central line that runs from the root of the spine all the way to the crown of the head. Sound familiar? The idea is that the Ida and the Pingala nadis sit at the base of the spine, crossing and spiraling to the crown of the head, winding like the Kundalini snake, where these serpents cross over at the junctions by the chakras. Essentially, these are a concept of energy wheels that run up and down the central energy line. Everything is energy. Literally everything. And we can think of the concept of chakras similar to color waves refracting from a prism. If you found yourself here and you've never seen a Pink Floyd album cover, you can just go ahead and scroll to the little red circle or the X at the top left corner of your screen, depending on what kind of browser you're working with, and click it. Don't come back until you've listened to Dark Side of the Moon. I'm kidding. Please keep listening to Witch and Her Bitch podcast, but knowledge is power and this is a ridiculously important album of its time. Educate yourself. Don't just wear the band t-shirt. Donkey the prism. Each color of the spectrum resonates with a different frequency or wavelength of its own. Similar to the energy of the chakras, as they've all come to be refracted from the white light, they're all connected here like swirling ponds of water flowing to and from the next. When one is clogged with pond scum, it can affect the neighboring chakras. They can either be overstimulated or understimulated, excessive or deficient, and the idea is to bring them back into balance. I should point out that these are connected to organs and glands, just like the vagus nerve, though they operate on a sensory level related to states of consciousness. Moving forward, we will be working with the seven main chakras, though I would not be opposed to digging deeper later on if, if there's a calling. Starting at the base, working up, we have the red, root chakra, muladhara, orange, sacral, svaditsthana, yellow, solar plexus, manipura, green, heart, anahata, blue, throat, vishuddha, indigo, third eye, Ajna, purple or white, depending on what school of thought you choose to follow, for the crown, or Sahasrara. Each comes with its own influences, things that can throw them out of balance, things you can do to bring them back into balance. Crystals, tarot, mudras, asanas, mantras, I promise you the world is endless, and this is where the next episodes will come into play, talking about each individual chakra as they come. You can remember the order of the chakras as I survive, I feel, I will, I love, I speak, I see, I understand. We'll get into a little bit more of what this means in the later episodes. It'll all make sense, I promise. I am slowly but surely working my way up to recording all of these episodes to shed some light on the things I've learned regarding the chakras. And if you have any questions, feel free to drop me a line. I'd love to chat. You can find me either on Facebook or Instagram at Project Fire Elf. I love the fact that you've held space for me all the way through this episode, and I'd love be over the moon if you rated, subscribed, and shared this little space of the internet with your friends, family, co-worker, strangers on the internet, whoever needs to hear it. And that's all I got. That's the science of chakras. We'll see you next time. We'll be diving into the Muladhara chakra and things you can be doing to support it. Like always, question everything and expect the unexpected.